0: Hey everyone, welcome to Ask, tattoo for the Christian. Is it okay or not? There's some really great questions for this week's Ask episode, so stay tuned. Once again, I'm Pastor Jamie. This is the show where I answer your questions about the Bible, faith, or life. If you have a question, and we definitely need your questions, uh, please go to cornerstonebv.org, media page, drop down, ask, leave it. Thank you. All right, so... First question is one we've definitely had before. It's definitely in the top. (laughs) In fact, the questioner even says, I'm sure you've answered this in the past. What does the Bible say about tattoos? What does Cornerstone say about tattoos? What about tattoos with religious themes? Well, first of all, yep, we get this at least once a year, but I totally think that's okay because this is something um, Christians really wanna know about. Getting tattoos have become, uh, and have been for a long time, part of our culture really for years now. It's progressed in recent years, I think, because, you know, I'm not a big tattoo guy, but I think artists have become better and the tools they have have also improved. Um, so first of all, think about what a tattoo ultimately is. The answer, is simply an expression of identity in some way, right? Some might want to tattoo the name of a spouse or kids. Others might express their love for music, art, or some other subculture identity, uh, a motorcycle club or something like that. In the end, if a tattoo is just my wife's name or my kids' names, why do you think God would really care about that? Well, the controversy comes from an Old Testament uh, verse when God was giving instructions to his people as they were moving into a foreign land of Canaan. Now remember, as they entered the Promised Land, there was many foreign pagan cultures who had practices that God severely condemned. Right, the most prominent place we have a mention of tattoos, uh, or at least alluded to, is in Leviticus chapter 19. In Leviticus 19, as I read this, I want you to remember something I say all the time. Context is everything. Uh, verse 26 in Leviticus 19, the Lord says, you shall not eat any flesh with the blood in it. You shall not interpret omens or tell fortunes. You shall not round off uh, the hair on your temples. So, or mar the edges of your beard. Well, I haven't done that. And verse 28, you shall not make any cuts on your body for the dead or tattoo yourselves. I am the Lord. See, these were all pagan occultic and false worship practices that these cultures regularly practiced. Uh, The way they shaved their beards and hair and cutting themselves uh, to false gods. And even their tattoos, they all meant something and it was not good. God was very clear to his people, do not practice wicked, pagan, occultic ways. And if you've seen my Occult series recently, you know that God has not changed his mind on that. We are not to entertain pagan practices, occult behaviors, uh, because it's dangerous and it leads us always away from God. However, our context, uh, I think today, is very different. If you have a nice tattoo on your wrist uh, or your daughter's name uh, on your arm or even a cross on your hand to remind you to worship God for the good things he's done in your life, I I just see it as not the the context at all as we saw in the book of Leviticus. So as I say that, let me quickly address a follow-up aha I usually get when I say this. Oh, Jamie, but you're quick to claim that the sexual ethic given in Leviticus is still for today and not cultural. Yes, because God's sexual ethic is given from Genesis throughout the New Testament and it's crystal clear. Sex is for a husband and his wife in the confines of a committed marriage relationship. And we do not rely on one or two references in the context of pagan Canaanite culture uh, to to dictate sex. Now, I understand uh, my answer about tattoos is debatable and you're free to disagree. And we might find someday when we're before God, you're right and I'm wrong. But let's not let issues like this divide us. This not only isn't a top tier doctrine, like say the deity of Christ or saved by grace alone, this isn't even a third tier doctrine, like end times beliefs or the mode of baptism. This is not worth a huge argument. So I will leave this question with this advice from the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 10, verse 31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Stick to that, I think you'll be fine. Second question, is there such a thing as fate? Well, fate is defined as the development of events beyond a person's control, regarded as determined by a supernatural power. Well, in a sense, using this definition, we would concur with aspects of it, right? Like God is 100% sovereign and nothing is outside his purpose control. Um, Control, I should say. So here's some scriptures just to consider when we think about the sovereignty of God. There's so many others, but let me just give you a few. Ephesians 1.11, in him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. Psalm uh, 115.3, our God is in the heavens. He does all that he pleases. Proverbs 16.9, the heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps isaiah 46 9 and 10 remember the former things of old for i am god and there is no other i am god and there is none like me declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times things not yet done saying my counsel shall stand and i will accomplish all my purpose so we know as bible believing christians if that's you that god is in control over all things this is why we can trust god remember Uh, Joseph saying to his brothers who sold him into slavery, what you meant for evil, God meant for good. So is this fate? No, not in the traditional sense of the word. Fate is usually thought of as an unseen force that directs events and there's absolutely nothing we can do to change anything. It usually leads people to kind of justify any action for their life because well, fate is in control. Why bother trying to make the world a better place? Why bother trying to do things better and, and, and help people? But this is not biblical. God is sovereign, yes, but he works into his sovereign plan our effectual prayers. He commands us to love our neighbor, use our talents that he's given us to effect good change in the world. The Christian does not believe in fate. We believe in God. We live life to his glory. And blaming some unseen force called fate is usually just an excuse. We're accountable to God. And we will, uh, and he will, work all things in our lives for our good, for in Christ, and for his glory. Okay, last question for this episode. What are your thoughts on the video game I Am Jesus Christ? Well, thank you for the question, first of all, because I've not heard of it at all. Um, I'm not a video game player, really, and it's just not my world. So, I was interested and I did a little research. And yes, there is a game supposedly coming soon. It's hard to really review the game uh, as I was reading articles and looking at it because we just don't have much information yet. The creator claimed in an interview to be a Christian and that it was his dream to use this art form, which, you know, which I can see, to introduce people to Jesus. He said that he wants to stay as close to the gospels as possible. And certainly we would concur that that's a good thing. But there are details the books do not spell out, the creator said, like what do demons look like and act, etc. And my first reaction is, This is not a great idea. Um, If you keep it completely biblical, right, and take very little creative license, then it might be fine, but it'll also be pretty dull. People play games for adventure and outcomes that are in doubt. If you make it interesting, like uh, that, you know, and make it interesting as a video game, it'll be unbiblical, and I don't like that. Imagining having Jesus battling with a demon and the outcome is in doubt. Uh, no. And how will the cross scene play out? That's gonna seem odd to me. So my guess is that the game will be okay, but really dull and maybe good for small children as they learn the Bible in a creative uh, way. Um, Or it will be really interesting, but not truthful to scriptures. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. My advice to Christian game creators, if that's you, stay away from the life of Jesus. Or make the main character a random person who interacts with the events in the Bible. There must be way better ways to creatively bring out gospel themes without creating a game where I play as Jesus. That just doesn't seem quite right to me. Overall, I think not a good idea. And it's probably doomed to fail and maybe not even come out. Uh, But we'll find out one way or the other. Well, this has been Ask. um, And for upcoming episodes to be helpful to others, we need you to submit your questions. Go to cornerstonebb.org and uh, hit, hit your question to us. And hey, happy Thanksgiving. I hope to see you guys in person this weekend as we start Advent, Saturday at five, Sunday at nine or 11. If you don't have a church home, by the way, you will be warmly welcomed to ours at Cornerstone. So just come as you are and be glad to meet you. Happy Thanksgiving, see you soon, God bless.